0: And I'm just sharing my heart of what the Father's doing in my life, what he's speaking to me, what he has built within me, so that we can pour that into the lives of others and be an encouragement to others. You know, we can do so much on our own, but what can we do with others? We can achieve great things. One will send a thousand to flight. Glory, glory, hallelujah. A thousand? That's amazing. But two... 10,000, hallelujah, to 10,000. Well, what happens if you've got 12, 12 disciples, 12 apostles that go into the nations? What happens if you have the body of Messiah coming together where Yeshua says, you will do what I have been doing in greater things than these because I go to the Father? Why? Because the Holy Spirit will be sent to dwell within you, to work through your lives. And the work of Yeshua will be established in a far greater level because there'll be no limitations. Thank you, Father. So here we are in the time where we are walking in the spirits. And here we are between Passover unleavened bread and Shavuot where Yeshua says before his ascend, he says, stay in Jerusalem, do not leave until you receive power from on high. You cannot walk this walk of faith without power from on high. So, Father, we come to you right now. We thank you for the Ruach HaKodesh. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, that we will have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to understand. We give you permission to to transform our lives, Father. We want to be changed from the inside. We're going to be dealing tonight On faith on the outside, faith on the inside. Now, Father, I ask you to do a mighty work within the heart of every person who's watching, every person who's listening by podcast. Father, we ask for a mighty outpouring of your spirit upon this word this evening. And Father, I pray for every person that's gathered here. You know what we are going through. And this word, Father, I want this word to be a word that is speaking directly to the heart of the listener father that you will minister directly to our hearts in yeshua's name because we need you we need you more today than we've ever needed you we we desire to dwell in your presence father we desire to know you we desire to make you known So we thank you for this time. We commit this time to you in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome, Keith, in Liverpool. And we've got Patrick in Belgium. Thanks for joining with us. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's going to be good. All right. Well, look, we're just going to press in here. Uh, We've got uh, Nadia. Welcome. Oh, good to see you, Nadia. Welcome. How are you doing? Oh, it's Paul Brown. Okay, good to see you, Paul. Let's uh let's press in here. Um, oh, she's putting Paul Bryan in her Facebook thing. All right, okay, I see what's going on there. All right, I just want to start with uh, just an outline. You know, what did we deal with yesterday? What did we talk on in part three? We talked about what hinders faith. Hallelujah! And it was such an incredible work that the Father was doing in surrounded by every part that we will come to in this uh, series of transformation on going forward, you know, securing the path forward against backsliding, securing the path against our faith being shaken because of the turmoils and the things that we face within the climates of this world that we live in. It doesn't matter if it's from the outside in, in the world or if it's emotional, It's the connection of what's going on uh, with, with others, with family, you know, with people that we know, and just the challenges of life with work and the things that we do. Are we living a destiny? Are we living the call that the Father has for us? What are the key things that hinder our faith? We have got to get the worldliness out of our life. Get the world out. Come on. We've got to get filled with the Spirit and walking in His ways. Welcome, Lola. Welcome, Vicki. Uh, good to see you with us today. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining with us. So I just want to read a couple of verses in Psalm 119 that we shared yesterday from verse 41 and 42, just as an encouragement to lay the foundation of where we're going. May your unfailing love come to me, Yehovah, your salvation According to your promise. Man, that's a loaded verse. That is loaded. May your unfailing love come to me, Yehovah, your salvation. According to your promise. Then I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Father, we thank you that faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. And we want to be surrounded by your word and everything that we do tonight, everything that we say. May your word come forth in Yeshua's name and minister into our hearts as we press forward. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And it says in uh, verse 140, 142, your promises have been thoroughly tested and your servant loves them. Yes, we've tested the word. His word is true. Let his word be true, and every man a liar. Man, we have so much. <laughs> look, as we pick up the scriptures, look what we have. Look at look at the testimony that's before us from the Father. Here is the manual for us to walk through our lives. Hallelujah. What a testimony. You know we've tested this word, we've seen it established within our lives, and in the areas where we've lacked, we can come to the scripture for comfort and direction and how we can move into a higher dimension and that's what we pray tonight, Father, take us into a higher dimension in your spirit verse forty one though I am lowly and uh, despised, I do not forget your precepts, your righteousness. Is everlasting and your Torah, your instructions is true. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. So here we are, entering into part four transformation going forward again. And I'm going to say this over and over I'm done with backsliding. You know, I'm not in this faith to go back. I'm in this faith to go forward. Welcome, Jerry. Good to see you. Praise Yahuwah You're uh, on uh, YouTube. Awesome. Thanks for joining with us today. So we're done with backsliding. We're going forward. If you feel that your faith is shaky, if you feel that your faith has been on such a uh, you know a wobbly foundation, then tonight we're we're going to see an incredible move of the Spirit, where we will be grounded in our faith in a greater way. Hallelujah. So that's what we're going to press into tonight we're talking about our faith we're talking about the faith walk and tonight we're talking about this do you believe well duh of course we believe that's why we're all in the world that's why we're all here but I want to get to the place do to, to understand do we really believe do we believe do we believe And that's what we're going to hit on today. We have to be in the place where we are proclaiming his promises. You know, there's many ways and many things that can happen around us that can cause us to doubt the Word of God. We can doubt the Word of God in someone's life. We can doubt the Word of God when we hear His Word spoken clearly to us. Why? Because His Word requires action. So you can hear the Word, but the question is, are you going to be doers of the Word? And this is where we understand if you're just hearing or if you're believing. If you believe, you'll receive whatever you ask for in prayer. I want my prayers to be effective. I want when I make a declaration of faith, When I pray, when I speak prophetically, I want these words to be so powerful that they bring supernatural transformation because that's the authority that the Father wants us to walk in. He doesn't want you walking in uh, shallow waters. He wants you coming into the deep. He wants you to press in so you get out of the realm of your control. When it's shallow, guess what? You're standing on your feet. But when you start getting into the dip, the depths, into the deep waters, <laughs> you're reliant on so much more than just your own ability. You are out of what? You're out of your depth. And that's where the Father calls us to be. He wants to give you the skills to operate in a realm that is far greater and far bigger than anything you can control. God wants to take you to a realm... That is far bigger and far greater than anything that you can control. Have you got an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying tonight? Hallelujah. We're called to walk in faith and obedience towards the Word. Hallelujah. So we're going to turn to the book of Luke chapter 17. Hope you can find it. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Come on. Luke chapter 17. Give us a shout out if you've got your Bible. Come on. We should be studying the Word and not just sitting listening, you know, uh, whilst doing other things. We want to get in the Scripture. (laughs) I'm going through the book of Luke one page at a time. Okay, 17 pages later. Hallelujah. Yeah, so what we're looking at here in chapter 17, what verse are we looking at? Uh, Have I got the right verse? No, I've got the right verse. Yes, I'm in the right place. Hallelujah, man! I tell you, I've just been overwhelmed with the word just in preparation for this uh, devotion tonight. That uh, whew, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what the Father's going to do. Okay, so what verse eleven to nineteen? Okay, let's let's read from verse eleven. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Yeshua traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him and stood at a distance. Well, we've got that social distancing going on today. We know what that's like, don't we? Verse 13, and called out in a loud voice, Yeshua, Master, have pity on us. Um. Amen. Verse 14. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Could you imagine? They just get Yeshua shouting to them, Go, show yourself to the priest. And it says, As they went, they were cleansed. They had to obey. They had to listen to what the word was and obey the word. Hallelujah. One of them When he saw he was healed, he came back praising Elohim in a loud voice. He threw himself at Yeshua's feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Yeshua asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return? (laughs) What was was no one found to return and give praise to Elohim except this foreigner. Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Hallelujah. Rise and go, your faith has made you well. One of these days I'm going to get some glasses, but I'm kind of resisting it. It's hard with the lights and reflections in my eyesight to see, but I need to get the word inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return to give praise to Elohim except this foreigner? And you know, this is going to be significant with some of the scriptures that we're going to speak on tonight on how uh, the Father ministers and how we see the response with those in. Israel and those who are foreigners. Hallelujah. Rise and go. Your faith has healed you. Hallelujah. What an incredible time. But we've got to get to the place where we hear the word and we take action to the word. We want to walk in the word. We want to look tonight at different types of faith. We want to talk tonight about faith in the natural outward works and faith in the spiritual inward works and uh, you know you've got to think about this from uh, a world a world view how they look at it when you look at the romans and the greeks why did they have many gods they had many gods because if a god failed them they could just go to another god oh that god didn't uh work for me at that moment so let's go off to this god and then, then we fell out with that God, so then we go off to the other God, and then we like this God again, and that God again. They were people who worshipped multiple gods. You know, they had uh, different iron irons in the fire just to help them through the tough times, and uh, hopefully help them overcome. But here we are, we are people of faith, and we are walking with the one God. He is the only God and the only living God. All the other gods are walking with idols and they're all dead and they're all worthless. But we serve a living God and we can have confidence in God but what do we do when things don't work out the way we want them to work out and that's what we're going to press into tonight we're going to read uh from the book of 1 Kings chapter 17 i know you probably all love the book of kings like i do it's an amazing part of scripture and uh let's just have have a look at what verse we're going to read from so anyway the verse the, the chapter opens up that uh There is uh, a famine in the land. Elijah prophesies a famine basically against Ahab because of what? Because Israel is serving all these other gods. They're they're walking with all these other gods, and he needs to uh, fa- the father needs to bring the people to repentance. You know, you can't walk this way. You can't follow Baal, and Baal worship. No, you have got to get to the place where we are worshiping the Lord, thy God, and serving o- serving Him only. And that's one of the key things we've got to get to tonight. Is the understanding that you can have solid faith in one God if we will apply ourselves in the right way and understand who He is. Is. hallelujah so verse 2 then the word of Yehovah came to Elijah leave here turn eastward and hide in the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan um, you will drink from the brook and I've ordered the ravens to feed you there <laughs> ravens you know I don't know if any of you have got Haley my wife on your Facebook page uh, she was posting there uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had all these ravens, like Haley puts all these bowls all over the place so that Joey can have his drink of water wherever he is in the heat of the day outside. Well, anyway, we had this raven that decided that one of the, the big bowls of water, you know, he thought this is his own personal bath. So he was bringing Haley all these different types of gifts and it wasn't the gifts that Elijah were getting. These were very different gifts. He was bringing gifts like, you know, the carcasses of dead rats and <laughs> bones of birds and all, all, all different types of things like that. It was something else. But it's amazing to think that the ravens are going to feed uh, Elijah. They're going to bring him good food. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. That's a miraculous event that took place. Hallelujah. Verse 7. Sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of Yehovah came to him. Go at once to Zareph- Zarephath. Zarephath, yeah, go at once to Zarephath. Now listen, when things dry up, when things, when we get to a place where things dry up, what we want to do is we want to inquire of the Father, what's the word of Jehovah? Don't just walk in your own ways, we want to walk in his ways. And that's what we see Elijah doing. The brook dries up, then the word of Jehovah came. Sometimes we've got to get to that place where things end and then key words come. I believe that we are living in a day where there's such global turmoil going on right now that the Father is bringing us to the place of an end. He is demanding that we come to the place of repentance. He's demanding that we come to the place because he's a jealous God where we have no other God before him. He wants us to come to the place where we will walk in the richness of His blessing, where we will walk in the glory of Yahovah. Do we believe? Do we believe? In all the things that you face, in the tragedies, in the difficult times, in the hard times, do you believe? What's the confession of your heart? What's coming out of your mouth? What things do you say? And we're going to get to that in just a second. So he goes at once to Zarephath of um, Sidom, and uh, he stays there. He says, I've commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. Well, what do you mean? He commanded a widow? You know, that, that's not very uh, polite. You know, why can't you command someone who's rich in that region to bring forth provision? Why? Because the Father is a worker of miracles. And when you pour out and when you give, when you operate in blessing, you will be blessed. And what's the Father saying here? He said, I want this widow blessed. I want her to survive. So in her applying faith to her life and obeying the word of Jehovah, she will see salvation come to her house. Hallelujah. So, you know, it's not a bad thing that the father's saying, you know, go to a widow. It's going to be this widow in the midst of a famine. A widow, the one who thinks that she doesn't have anything, will be the source of provision. The very source of provision in ministry. And as we go out into the nations, you would be surprised at the places where provision comes forth from. Hallelujah. So he went to Zarephath, and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called out, And bring me a piece of bread. (laughs) And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And I'm gathering a few sticks to take home to make a meal for myself and my son that they, that we may eat and die. Wow. What a time. Here comes Elijah. He doesn't come when she's like, yeah, all right, yeah, you know, I've got a couple of drums out the back, you know, <laughs> I'm sure I can spare a little loaf for you, Elijah. No, Elijah comes to her when she's gathering the sticks for her very last meal. Where is she? Is she in the place of great faith and hope? No, the word of Yehovah will come. And sometimes it takes us to that place where we are at the, the, very, the very end of ourselves. We're at the place where there is nothing beyond this moment. How do we get past this moment? It reminds me of the time when Haley and I, when we were just newly wed and living by faith, and we're sitting in our lounge in uh, Lidbrook, um, uh, L- yeah, Lidbrook in uh, the Forest of Dean in England. And uh, you know, the only thing we have is one bowl of cereal. That's all we've got. So we put the milk in the bowl, bowl of cereal. We've got one bowl and we've got two spoons. And this is our last food, and we have no money we're not panicking we're not in fear so we take this bowl and we take the spoons and before we put our spoons in the bowl to eat half the bowl each well of course i'm a man i might eat just a bit more than half you know (laughs) no we're going to eat half the bowl each you know this is our last meal And we just prayed, Father, we thank you. We trust in you. We know that you are our source and that you can provide every need that we have. And we rejoice in this last bowl, this last of the provision that we have. We have no resources. We have no finances. We have no food. But we know that you are able. Hallelujah. And we start to eat. We're praising. We're eating down this bowl. We haven't even finished the bowl. Not that it's any more than 12 or 14 Spoonfuls, you know, small spoonfuls. Then someone's knocking at the door, and it's a mechanic, the the mechanic that helped us fix our vehicles, and he's standing at the door. He said, why, you'd never believe it. I just came across an account I didn't know I had. It's been sitting there for over 10 years. It was an account with with money in it that my mum left me, and I totally forgot all about it. And here I come across this account today, and I'm like, you know, where can I sow a blessed seed from this account? And the Holy Spirit said that I was to come and bless you, Kenny and Haley. And I just want to bless you, you know, with a, a, our <coughs> a first fruits from this <coughs> account. <coughs> and it was a lot of money. It was a nice blessing. It was a blessing to the ministry. It was a blessing to our survival. Hallelujah. We rejoiced. What a great day it was. And here, you know, this is not what Eli- Elijah's not coming and saying, Oh, it's okay. I've got my backpack. Let me just uh, give you all this flour. You know, we're going through the ball and here comes someone with resources for us to bless our ministry, to bless our work. No, Elijah doesn't come and say, Ah, oh, you know, bake me some bread and here's all this stuff for you. No, he comes and says... Uh, please will you bake me uh, uh, something uh, to eat and she says as surely as the Lord lives verse 12 she replied I don't have any bread only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug I'm gathering a few sticks to take home to make a meal for myself and my son and that we may eat and we may eat it and die Elijah said to her don't be afraid. That's what I love about Yeshua. When God shows up, he comes in. What does he do? He says fear is broken. Fear is gone in Yeshua's name. If you're watching tonight and listening tonight and you're dealing with fear, we just release the spirit of faith over you, the opposite of fear. We say fear be gone in Yeshua's name because we are standing on the rock of Yeshua. Do not be afraid. Go home. And do as you have said, but first make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, Elohim of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day Yehovah gives rain on the land. I tell you, our God is one who will provide for us in the midst of the famine. He will bring forth provision. He will bring forth everything that we need in the midst of the famine. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter what losses you are facing in the midst of this global shutdown. Our God is able My God, you say, my God is able. He will carry me through. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. Verse 15. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of of Yehovah spoken by Elijah hallelujah what an incredible testimony his provision will not run dry in the midst of famine until the rain comes until the rain comes well you know in the midst of lawlessness and the things that's going on in the world father we want to bring forth the life and the love of Yeshua at this time to bring forth your transformation we thank you that your word comes to pass, that your word will accomplish that for which it has been sent. Verse 17, this is interesting what happens here. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. She, uh, uh, he, be, he grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Well, wait a second. Just take a little pause moment right here. What type of a statement is this? What do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? This is not faith talking anymore. This is someone who is in a place of hopelessness. This is someone who is in a place of great loss. This is someone who can't find the grounds of faith, even in the midst of Elijah, the mighty prophet of Elohim. This is someone who can't seem to find uh, any hope in the midst of her tragedy. But that, you know, she said she came to Elijah. What do you have against me? This is, you know, what you have caused this? Are you seeing who I am? Are you seeing my past? Are you, is God uh, punishing me for the past? I thought I was walking in salvation, in deliverance. And now all of a sudden the past seems to be catching up. Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his bed. Isn't amazing how the disciples were meeting in the upper room? It's the place where we gather together. It's the place where we come to pray, to press in in His presence. Hallelujah. He laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to Yahovah, "O Yahovah, my Elohim, have you brought tragedy also upon this widow I am staying with <clears throat> by causing her son to die?" Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried to Jehovah, O Jehovah, my Elohim, let this boy's life return to him. Jehovah heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him. And he lived. Hallelujah. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house he gave him to his mother and said, Look, your son is alive. That could have been the end of the story, but there's something powerful we see in the next verse. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of Elohim and that the word of Yehovah from your mouth is the truth. Now I know. But just before, oh, she was happy when, when the flour and the, the oil and, uh, you know, everything was flowing. She was happy when the provision was there. But then when something uh, uh, touched her that, that destroyed her hope, all of a sudden, where did she stand? She doubted everything. She had no faith in God. She had no faith in the man of God, even though she was in the place of the miracles even though that she was in the place of provision, even though she was walking in the blessing when other people were paying a very high price in the midst of famine. they were losing their lives and dying. And she was walking in life. But when she lost her son, she lost her faith. Then in verse 24, Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of Elohim and that the word of Jehovah from your mouth is true. I believe that she came to the place of true salvation at this point. Well, we recognize <clears throat> in verse 12, as surely as Yehovah your Elohim lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Now, that is not the word of a heathen, you know? <clears throat> she must have been someone that was traveled to the north. Maybe she had intermarried uh, out of, the, um, out, out of the, the tribes of Israel, but she was up there out of the, 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 the comfort of the nation of Israel. That's where she was. As surely as Yahovah lives, she replied, I don't have. So she was speaking the right talk, but what type of faith did she have? Well, we want to look at the different types of faith. We want to look at faith that is in the outward work and faith that's spiritual on the inward. And what is the difference and what's the importance that we can learn from this scripture? Hi, thanks for joining with us. There's my mum in Scotland. Good to see you, mum. Great uh, to have you join us tonight. We've got Cheryl as well. She said she needs to catch up. Uh, We've got Joel on YouTube. Welcome, Joel. Thanks for joining with us. Uh, Cheryl and Joel, okay, in Michigan. All right. And then we've got Sonoman in Oregon. Thanks for joining with us. Keeping you in prayer, Sonoman, with what you're going through. I look forward to getting an update from you. Maybe I'll give you a call later. All right. So what we're doing is we're looking on faith in the natural, the outward, faith in the spiritual, in the inward. What do we see? We see faith in what you can see and touch. So you can have faith in what you can see and touch. We see that in the provision at the brook as the ravens are feeding Elijah. That's just, that's, you know, he did not doubt that those ravens weren't going to come, they weren't going to feed him. Also, it was faith uh, for um Uh, the widow, to actually go and make something and believe that this Elijah that's come along. Why? Because she had lost all hope. She's making the last little, little piece of bread for herself and her son to die. So, you know, where was she at? She was at the end of herself. So she hears this word. She has faith in the outward. If you do this, you'll see provision. Well, okay, maybe I can believe on that. You know, faith, uh, secondly, faith that compels belief. I need a miracle. You're in a tough place, you're facing sickness, you're facing challenge. You've got tragedy around you. You lose a job. Things are happening. Oh, oh, now I've got faith in God. Now I'm running to you, God. I need you, God. I didn't need you when everything was fine. I didn't need you when my bank balance was strong. I didn't need you when I was so happy in my work. Yes, Yeshua, you're in my backpack. I love you. I can go to fellowship on Shabbat, on Sunday or whenever. You know, I can engage in the scriptures. I can do my two-minute devotion as I'm driving in my car, you know. But now I need a miracle. Now all of a sudden I've got to have faith. I've got to find a way to stir up faith. I need a job. I need provision. I need healing. When you get that word or those who've had that word, you've got cancer. What does it do to you? Where's your faith? The natural, the outward working of faith. I believe because my situation is desperate. I believe because of what I'm facing. This is this is outward faith. The widow bakes the bread for Elijah and feeds him first. What an incredible step. It's an incredible step. But it's still just outward faith. The third point is faith in authority. The widow had faith in Elijah. Why? Because she, she, she knew that his word was being spoken. She believed the word. She says, yes, I've got faith in the authority of this man of God. I believe the word. Why? Because I've got nowhere else to put my hope. So let's see if this faith in authority works. And sometimes we trust in others. We haven't got faith ourselves in our situation. So we call out to people of faith, people with authority, and we say, Please, you know, I haven't called out before, but I need to call out. I need help in this place of what's going on in the natural realm. In all of these things, faith in the natural realm, this is not bad. It's just identifying what faith do we have. Where's our faith based And yes, we've got to come to that place where we have faith in the provision. We have faith in miracles. I believe, Father, help me in my unbelief. Come on. This faith in the natural realm and the outward realm is important. It's part of the principles. It's part of seed time and harvest that we see within the Scripture. If you apply yourself to the principles, you will see the outward working of Jehovah's uh, hand because he has set these principles in motion. But it's outward faith. It's the outward works. But it's still important. But let me tell you something. What happens if you're praying for the miracle and the miracle doesn't come? What happens if you're praying for the job and the job doesn't come? What happens if you're praying for provision and provision doesn't come? Where is your God? Are you going to be like the Romans and the Greeks where you're just going to put your trust in another God? Well, I can't trust God anymore. I can't trust him. Why? He failed me. He let me down. He didn't provide. Well, that's the cry, exactly what we hear from the woman when her son has died. Verse 18, she said to Elijah, What what do you have against me, man of Elohim? I'm I'm putting you in the same category as God. I, I don't like God. Why? Because of my past sin. You know, God's got every right to destroy me. God's got every right not to answer my prayer. Why would God even want to bless me enemy? Anyway? Why would he want to give me provision in the midst of the famine anyway? I don't deserve it. I'm not coming to the place because I deserve. Listen, there, there's nothing that we deserve. We should all be um, sentenced to death because of our sin, because of our loss. Because of what's going on within our lives. But we've got to come to that place where we say, Father, Father, I need you. I need to take hold of you. So she loses her faith. What do we do in the midst of the challenges of life where we feel like, God, I was praying and I lost my loved one? God, I was praying. This is not how I wanted things to end. Where's your faith in the midst of tragedy? Where's your faith in the midst of loss? Where's your faith when things don't work the way you think they're meant to work? Well, I'm telling you, I'm calling on you right now to stand, to stand in His presence. Don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. Don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. So even in the faithless position Of the widow, even though she's taken Elijah and God and thrown them into the same box. Your God is no good, He's against me, and you're no good, you're against me. The very fact that your presence and godliness around me has exposed the greatness of my sin, and now God has dealt badly against me. He's taken my son, He's taken my son. The widow's experience is a complete loss of all hope. Just like many of us face today. This son was my everything. This son was my everything. How do we respond when loss comes our way? How do we respond when our everything is taken from us? We've got to know who we are, and we have to know the base of our faith. It's vital to living a transformed life. Listen, I'm just trying to get us to shovel what? That's all I'm trying to do in this message. Every day... I'm just trying to get you to Shavuot. I want you to get to Shavuot and experience the greatest outpouring of the Spirit that you could ever imagine. I want to see the commissioning of Yehovah. I want to see the authority of Yehovah raining down upon his people in the greatest measure you have ever imagined. Because this is not a normal season in which we are living. Are you at a complete loss of all hope? Then I've got news for you. I've got news for you. There's not just faith on the outside. There's faith on the inside. Hallelujah. There's faith on the inside. And I want us to press in in this area and understand what the Word of God has to say about this. Faith on the inside. There's some... I want you to get hold of, you know, that widow when she lost her son, she wasn't standing in the place of faith. She was standing in the place of regret and loss. And I want to bring you to a place tonight where you will build faith on the inside. Yes, we thank you for the outward workings of faith. But it's not just about believing God for a husband, believing God for a wife, believing God for provision, believing God for, you know, deliverance in the midst of tragedy, believing God in restoration, whatever you're believing God for on the outside. The question is, what's happening on the inside? What's the confession of your heart in the midst of the challenges in which we face? This is what I love about the faith walk. You know, you want to know what's in your heart? Then let's just see you go through something. Let's just see you face challenges. Let's just see how you respond. Can you cry out, God, you give, you take away, but yes, I'm going to bless your name. Do you know how to handle loss? You give and take away. It may hurt, it may be difficult but have you got faith on the inside? Because guess what? We serve the one God, the living God. You can't can't just go in bitterness against your God and choose another God like the Greeks and Romans. We've got one God and you can trust him. You can rely on him in the midst of everything you face. He can bring you through and what the enemy steals, the Father said, he will bring back to you pressed down shaking together and running over, if you will stand, if you will remain in me, if you make a decision, I'm walking in transformation. I'm going forward. I didn't get into this faith to go back. I didn't get into this faith to have plan B. I've got plan A, and I'm pressing forward in the name of Yehovah. I'm pressing forward to see your glory manifest within my life. Oh, there's no plan B. There's no plan B. So what's this key? What's this key that establishes faith on the inside? What's this key that enables me to be a strong tower no matter what I face? No matter what comes against you, what's this key? Well, I want to thank you for watching. I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. (laughs) No, I'm not going to leave you right there. The key is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Hallelujah. We're going to deal with supremacy. We're going to deal with what is the foundation that's going to bring us through to the highest level. Yes, I know there's people suffering. Yes, I know there's people who've gone through so much tragedy. And what I'm sharing with you right now, I believe the Father's going to release his hope straight into your heart at this time. And even if your confession has been wrong, even if in your brokenness you've said the wrong things, you've acted in the wrong way, even in the midst of all of that, this is a new day, says Jehovah. This is a new day, hallelujah. This is the day where the God of Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is here. His promises are true. His word is true. And he will bring you through. So let's read, uh, you know, let's read the whole chapter. Hallelujah. I was just going to read a few verses. But you know what? This is so important. This is laying the foundation of what is key in our faith walk. Do you believe? That's what part four is all about. Do you believe? Oh, yes, I believe. Oh, I'm not talking about do you say you believe. I'm talking about do your actions confirm that you believe. Well, you don't know what I'm going through, and I'm just looking for a pass in the midst of all of this. Well, I want to see a turnaround within your life, within my life, and the difficult places because that is where our faith is tested. That's where we understand and we establish who we are when we face tough times. I don't have all the answers. I don't know all the answers when we face difficult places. Yes, we've all mourned. Yes, we've all cried out. We've all experienced events in our lives where we don't understand We weep with those who weep. We rejoice with those who rejoice. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, And if I have faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, we're dealing with the outward, we're dealing with what's on the outside. If I give all that I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self seeking. It is not um, easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does, does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. That's on the inside. So we dealt with the outside, now we're dealing with the inside. Hallelujah. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, we don't have all the answers. And that's just okay. You might be in a place right now. You're going through something right now. You're crying out to Yahovah. You don't have all the answer and it's okay. Will you bless his name? Do you believe? Do you believe? You give and take away. But I will bless your name. Verse 10. But when perfection comes... The the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I fought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully. Even as I am fully known and now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love Oh hallelujah Oh hallelujah faith on the inside faith on the inside it's all about the love it's all about your love with the father This is why it's so important. You know, we have faith in God. We have relationship with God. This is not religion. I believe. I don't just believe because of my confession. I believe because of my walk. I believe because of how I live. This is faith in action. Hallelujah. Many have talked about losing faith and how can God love me? But this is just because of outward faith, not inward faith. It's based on knowledge or as the result of seeming miracles or authority of another. These are all the points that we just talked on, on outward faith. You have to realize What was lost, we have to realize what we lost was it spiritual? That is, whatever has Elohim in it can never die. If it's spiritual and if it's whatever God has in it, if it's got God in it, it cannot die. It's not from the perishable realm. So in the midst of our faith language, in the midst of what we go through, if it's got Jehovah in it, if God is in it, it cannot die. It's only the things that are in this world that pass away. We can do all these things. We can act in all these ways. But if we do not have love, we do not have anything. Who is love? God is love. And we need to pursue him. We have to enter into who he is. So we don't want to moan over misfortune, but we want to learn how to call on Elohim, how to put new life into the old dead frameworks of our former natural faith. Father, create in us a pure heart, renew a right spirit within us. Father, we reckon, we we recognize that our lives are just a framework. And in this framework, we need you to rule. We need you to put the flesh on our bones. We need you to breathe the life of your spirit into our very being. In the midst of everything that we're facing, we call on your name. We call on your name. We recognize that restoring the widow's son to life was a pattern of the inward renewal of faith. I'm breaking condemnation right now. I want to break condemnation, man, there's people watching right now and you think because of how you've responded with outward faith that God doesn't love you. He doesn't care for you. And listen, my God, your God, he is never changing. He is never changing. Yes, we know that we are a sinful, lost people, but you turn to him, you put your hope in him, and you are walking in the place of life as long as you remain in him and his word remains in you. You can ask anything in his name and it will come to pass. So this is the time of change. This is the time where condemnation is being broken. Have you been walking with the outward faith and you've been failing to nurture the inward faith? You've not been nurturing your spiritual walk. You've not been flowing in the spirit the way you need to flow. You've just been skimming on the outside. You know, you're, you're, you're riding on the water and the Father says, get out of the vessel of self. Get out of the vessel of self and and dive into the depths of Yahovah and allow him to fill you, allow him to to transform you from the inside. Genesis chapter 37. Oh, I hope you've been blessed right now. I'm telling you, people are being set free. People are being set free because you fought you the evidence of the true faith within was really the evidence of faith on the outward, in the areas where things fail and you lost hope. You felt like you couldn't make it. You felt like you couldn't get there. Well, let me tell you something. You're washed in the blood of Yeshua. You have the Messiah dwelling within you. You are not born of the flesh. You're born of the Spirit. Glory, glory, hallelujah. He will carry you through. He will take you through this time. He will take you through this place. He will take you through whatever you're going through. The question is, will you delve into him? if you do all these things and you have no love it, love it counts for nothing receive his love right now I just, I just see the Holy Spirit just blanketing the love of God around you right now in the midst of loss in the midst of brokenness receive the love of Yehovah love love hope and faith faith, love faith, hope, and love and the greatest of these is love receive his faith, hope, and love in the midst of everything you're going through right now (sighs) Genesis chapter 37 Genesis chapter 37 I'm telling you God's doing a work He's doing a work. You might think you've got to the end. You don't understand. You don't know the big picture. You don't know what the Father's doing behind the scenes. I'm telling you, the spirit of faith is rising. The spirit of Jehovah is moving on his people right now. He's bringing transformation. He's bringing supernatural alignment. And in Genesis chapter 37, we've got Joseph in the pit. The very one, the child that Jacob love the most. What's happening to him? He's in the pit. What's happening? His brothers are dealing harshly with him. Verse 26, Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he's our brother, our only flesh and blood. The brothers agreed, let's just sell him into slavery. Let's not kill him. Let his fate be at the hands of another. After all, he's our blood. He's our flesh and blood. The outward. Faith on the outward. If I do this action, it's not going to really be like killing him even though we're going to tell our father that he was killed by a wild animal, even though we're going to smear the blood on his blessed coat of multicolors, but we're going to be able to deal with our own souls and our own actions because we are not the ones committing the act of murder. We're not killing him. The blood's not on our hands. We're passing it on to the, to the uh, Ishmaelites. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern. We talked about the cisterns in Jeremiah chapter 17 in the last part, the last series, last week. And they sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. Ah, but there was someone missing. Someone wasn't there. When Reuben returned to the cistern and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes It's the outward. It's the outward. He tore his clothes It's the outward. In remorse, in the place of remorse, he tore his clothes. This is not how it should have ended. He tore his clothes. I can't make a change to what's happened before me. It's out of my hands. There's nothing I can do to bring forth redemption. I've got no ability to go forward from this moment. I tore my clothes. Now I've got to deal with the consequences. Now I've got to walk a path I don't want to walk. I've got to walk a path I don't choose to walk. He went back to his brothers, verse 30. He said, the boy isn't there. Where can I turn now? There's nowhere to turn. There's nowhere to go. Where can I turn now? Then they got Joseph's robes, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. We're going to live a lie. We have to live a lie. We've gone too far. We've gone beyond. Now the only life we have before us is to live a lie. Now we've got to pretend, but in our heart of hearts, we know the truth. How can we ever go forward in the midst of this situation, in the midst of what we are facing? How can we ever go forward? Maybe you're in that place, you've done actions, you've done things. You wish you could change it. You're facing the consequences and now you're faced with the lie. You've even tore the garments on the outside. You've even (laughs) been in, you know, you're in remorse. You're broken. Joel chapter 2. Oh, I'm telling you, the Father says, I'm bringing bringing freedom. I'm speaking a word of freedom. I'm speaking a word of salvation. I'm speaking a word of transformation. I don't really care how long we go today, but we are going to go to the end of this message. We are not going to stop until we get to the end. We're not far away there, but we're just at one hour. We're not far from there. So you hang with me in this. Stay with me in this. Because this is a word of deliverance, this is a word of transformation, the book of Joel, and we're not talking about raising up the army at this moment. Joel chapter 2, verse 12. We're going to deal with what? Even now, declares Jehovah, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. Even now declares Jehovah, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. Rent your heart and not your garments. Return to Jehovah your Elohim, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love. Hallelujah! And he relents from sending calamity. Oh, you deserve it. Oh, you deserve the wrath of God. We all deserve the wrath of God. We've all fallen short. You know, there's someone watching right now. You've made terrible choices in the area of your marriage. You've operated in the wrong spirit. You've done wrong. And you're now operating as a liar. You you know, you're like Joseph's brother's covering the the multicolored coat in blood to bring back to your fathers a message of lies whilst you're trying to pretend to be living in the Spirit. And the Father says, I'm giving you a warning. I'm giving you an opportunity. This is the hour. This is the time of repentance. And I am calling you to that place right now. Even now, declares Yehovah, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. You want to get it right? You think you've gone too far. You think that God can't love you, that God can't bring you through this. Why? Because you have put your faith in all of the things in the outward realm. And now the Father's saying, I'm aligning you to the place of the heart. It's faith on the inside. Rent your heart and not your garments. Oh, this is, oh, I'm caught. I'm caught in the midst of sin. Okay, I'm going to rip my garments. What else am I going to do? You don't know the heart of Reuben. Maybe he just went away for a walk because he knew that things were going to take place and he just didn't want to be there just in case he could find a way to get out of jail free. You don't know where he was. You know, how far can you go when you're in the plains with the sheep? How far can you go? How long can you be gone for? What type of walk did you go on, Reuben? Maybe you've just gone on a walk so that, you know, you're trying to, you know, get distance between you and the events that are playing out because of your actions. Oh, you're going on a walk. Rent your heart and not your garments. Return to Yehovah, your Elohim. This is a message of salvation. I'm speaking for salvation. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's, you know, I I, I see what's happening in the Spirit now. There's great faith and operation right now because the Father says, I am bringing you back. I'm bringing restoration. I'm the God who restores. I'm going to restore you beyond anything you can ever imagine. You think that you're selling Joseph off to slavery and his death, but the plan of God in the midst of all of this, I'm going to send him ahead to Egypt and that very act of what you thought was the most devastating part of your life was the very act that's going to bring salvation and deliverance to the entire nation. I'm telling you, I want to walk with people that's been through some things. I don't want to walk with people that haven't lived life. I, you know, we all fail, we all fall short. But where are the people who come back and get their lives back on track and say, Father, it's not about the outward. It's not about faith on the outward. You give and take away, but I bless your name. Greater works are you doing on the inside than you're doing on the outside. And I'm coming in repentance. I'm going to get to that place of fasting. I'm going to teshuva. I'm turning around. I'm not going to walk this journey anymore. And the fasting, the weeping, and the mourning, and the rending of your heart, return to Yehovah your Elohim, for he is gracious and compassionate. Receive my compassion, says Yehovah. I am slow to anger. Yes, I know I could smite you because of the things you have done, but I am a God who is abounding in love. I'm a God who is attainable. You can attain my presence you can attain walking with me i'm a god who relents in sending calamity who knows he may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing (laughs) there's so many people that just think in greasy grace I'm just going through this and I made this mistake, but it doesn't matter. I'm just going to turn around and just repent and come back to God. And then here comes all these blessings right back to me. Not so. That might not be. Who knows? He may turn and have pity. He may leave a blessing behind. But you keep walking in the wrong way and you're not coming back truly. You know. There's no guarantee you're going to get the fullness of his blessing. The Father's watching over the motives of your heart. What's going on in here? What's going on in the depths of you as a person? What's going on? Do you want that change that brings you into a supernatural place of security, of strength, no matter what you face? Oh, I'm living it. I'm preaching what I'm living. I'm telling you. I don't have my life altogether. I fail. I fail, God. But one thing I know, I'm going to be one who is known to come back into his presence to pursue him. I'm making a decision. I'm going to live my life in transformation. Hallelujah. I am not going back. I am going forward. And that's my... (laughs) I've set my face like a flint. And I want you to join me in that. I'm going forward. I'm not going back. Hallelujah. I'm going forward. I'm not going back. Who knows? He may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing. Grain offerings and drink offerings for Yehovah your Elohim. Walk in his ways. Follow his commands. Get back to his instructions. That's what it's saying. Grain offering. Drink offering for Yehovah. These are things that we're doing. Who knows? If I come back and get in line with the the structure of how he expects me to come before him, you cannot come with an unholy fire. You can't come in your way. You can't come with your Christmas and Easter. You can't come with your pagan practices. You can't come with your Baal worship. You can't come with your multi-God platform in case God fails you. There is no other God. There is only one God. And he is the one in whom we must serve. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Hallelujah. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders. Gather the children, those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chambers. Let the priests Who minister before Yahovah, weep between the temple porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Yahovah. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Do you believe that God can put his house in order? What did we share the other day? Salvation, <laughs> not salvation. Judgment begins in the house of Jehovah. What's God saying? I'm prophesying. I'm speaking forth the word. The Father says, I am putting my house in order. I am putting my people in order. The question is, do you believe? Are you part of the household of Jehovah? Are you adopted? Are you born of the Spirit? Are you going to make a choice to walk in His ways? Or are you going to make a choice to walk in the ways of Catholicism, paganism, and all the other isms? Return to me. Return to me, says Jehovah. Oh, Luke chapter 4. We're almost there. Just hang with me. Just, Just a few minutes. We've only got a couple of more things to say. Father, I thank you for the work that you are doing right now. Oh, I feel his presence right now. Man, his presence is so strong. I'm speaking supernatural healing. Man, there's people going to walk in deliverance and transformation And I'm not just talking about the outward. I'm talking about what's going on in the inward. What's happening on the inward. Faith is being built on the inward like in many people's lives. like It has never been built before. This is an establishment of supernatural transformation. And it's happening where? It's happening in the place of brokenness. It's happening in the place when you've got to the end. Where you think there's no way forward. And yet, God, and yet God says, I am here. I'm going to bring forth deliverance. I'm going to meet you in the midst of tragedy. I'm going to meet you in the place where you think, how can I move past this moment? God says, I am here, and I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am never changing. I'm slow to anger. I'm abounding in love, and I'm here for you, says the Lord. I'm here for you. And there was you just looking back today thinking if if you had just done this. I've made, I've done this wrong. I've wrecked my life. I've done, I've made these bad decisions. I'm paying the price because of the choices that I've made. And the Father says, "Will you come to this place where I can create in you a new heart, renew a right spirit within you." sanctify our lives right now this is a supernatural moment right now Luke chapter 4 verse 24 here's Yeshua having one of his nice moments here you know he's in Nazareth he's in the the synagogue on the Sabbath He's just proclaimed what? The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, to recover of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of Yehovah's favor. Hallelujah. We release the word of Jehovah. What is he doing? He's anointed me. To preach the good news. He's anointed you to preach the good news. He's sent you to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. You don't have to walk the way you've walked anymore. This is a day of recovery of sight. This is a day when you understand that all those outward areas of faith where you experienced failure was not because God failed. It's not because God smited you because of your sin. It's just on the outside. And we're just bringing alignment to that which is on the inside. In the midst of all of this. In the midst of everything we face. But God. To proclaim the year of his favor. I am speaking the favor of Yehovah over his people. He rolls up the scroll. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue are fastened on him. They're fastened on him. What more can you add to this? Oh, 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 what more? Just wait and see. Here comes a what more. And he began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Oh. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. Oh, Yeshua's like, you don't understand. You don't understand what just took place there. And I'm I'm telling you right now, the work that's happening right now in many people's lives you might not understand. And here comes Yeshua. He wants to put the plumb line down. He wants to make sure you understand. He wants to know. I, I, I'm I, testing something right now. I want to test. Are you in me? Are you with me? Are you not with me? Oh, they spoke well of him. They were amazed at his gracious, gracious words. It's all on the outside. Then Yeshua said to them, Surely, You will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Do here in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. Capernaum. I tell you the truth, he continued. No prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the skies were shut up for three and a half years, and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to the widow in Zarephath, in the region of sidon And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of, El- of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Nahum the Syrian all the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this why show me a sign where is your God where is God okay Yeshua of Nazareth You come back into Nazareth after doing these signs and wonders over there. You come back. All we're expecting to see is a sign. And that's not what you're coming. You're coming giving us a rebuke. Why? Because I know your heart, says Yeshua. I know your heart. I know what's on the inside. The people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, they drove him out of the town and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built. I've stood there. I know where that place is. In order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Why? Because his faith was built on the inside. So even when the world is coming to judge you, even when others are coming and they don't believe in the God in you, they don't believe in the anointing in you, they don't believe in the prophetic words coming for, through you, they don't believe in the miraculous move of the Spirit through you, and they want to stone you, they want to break you, they want to persecute you, they want to push you down. Hear the word of Yehovah. You just turn around and walk through the crowd. Because you've got faith on the inside. And you can't kill that which is spiritual. (laughs) They can kill the flesh. They can take away things in the outward. Where's your faith? Is your faith in these things? Are you ripping your garments? Or are you dealing with your heart? I'm calling you right now to wait before Jehovah. God is doing more behind the scenes than in the open. I'm telling you there's people who are moving into weeping right now. You're weeping because the Holy Spirit's working in your heart. You're weeping because you're being transformed. You're weeping because of the move of the Spirit. The presence of Jehovah is here. His presence. Presence is here to bring forth faith, to bring forth healing, to bring forth restoration. He's doing a mighty work. He's doing a work within your heart right now. How many times have we gone against what God's Word says to do things that are pleasing to man? You try to deal with your problems through the ways of the world instead of coming into His presence. In Mark chapter 8, verse 34, it says this, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples, and he says this, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross, their execution stake, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good? Is it for someone to gain the whole world, that which is on the outside, and forfeit their soul? What good is it for someone to gain the whole world? Oh, you're so blessed. I'm, oh, well, I just wish I had this. I wish I had that. Listen, rich people have the same problems as poor people, just probably more problems. Because they've got more things to deal with. But they still go through the same things on the inside. You can gain the whole world, yet forfeit your soul. I'm calling you back. I'm calling you back to that place of a working of the Spirit. Don't resist what the Holy Spirit's doing right now. Just have this moment. Wait before Yehovah. Don't lose this moment. Don't lose this place. If, if you're broken, allow him to heal you. He's healing the broken hearted. He's setting the captives free right now. He's restoring your sight to see through his eyes right now. Don't lose the moment. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Thank you, Father. Love never fails. But where there's prophecies, they will cease. Where there is tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, we're vulnerable, Father. We prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. I speak supernatural healing and transformation by the Spirit right into your hearts right now. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I fought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully. I don't have all the answers. I don't know the end from the beginning but I know one who does even as I am fully known and now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love receive his love and make a declaration God I'm calling on you Yehovah I believe Yehovah, I believe. I believe that what you have given me right now are the tools and the understanding to take me through anything, to take me through life's challenges, to take me through the place where I've lost hope, I've come to the end, I don't know how to get past this moment, I don't know how to get into this next phase. Then I release you into the next phase right now in the spirit Because God, He cannot fail. He cannot die. God is real. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this word. I thank you, Father, for everyone that's kept with this message as we've pressed in an extra half hour on this message. Father, We receive the blessing of your word. We receive the blessings that you have for us. I pray, Father, you protect this word. I come against all the assignments of the enemy and say you will not steal, you will not kill, you will not destroy. We release the blessings and the life of Yeshua over every one of our lives, over everyone that's watching, over everyone that's listening. May this word penetrate as the sword of the spirit to the heart of who we are. And bring us to transformation. Father we can't wait for Shavuot. We can't wait for the day of Pentecost. We can't wait. But we will continue to count down. To the seven weeks. Father I thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for everyone that's joined with us. I hope you're blessed and encouraged with the word today. I hope that it's spoken into your heart. You know we have only had. A few drop frames in the midst of all this, even though we don't have proper internet. And I give thanks to Yehovah that he has carried this word through and allowed it to go out there to the nations. If you've got a testimony you want to share what the Father is doing through this word, um, I'm just going to send you my email. I want you to send prayer requests. Uh, just send forth testimonies. I want to hear what the Father's doing in your life, you know. Is it is it worth it what we do? Is it worth it that we minister every day? Is it worth it that we stand in the gap uh, for the body of Messiah? Is it worth it that we come together? Listen, it's just as important that you're here as much as I'm here because we are called to walk together. If you've been blessed and encouraged and you want to sow a seed into the land of Israel then i just want to send out the the link there the finances that come in to build those of faith what are you given to you're given into a ministry that is pouring out into the land of Israel and the nations this is good soil it doesn't matter what you're going through if you're looking for a place to sow then consider pouring into this ministry because You know, we need more people to stand with us so we can make a difference in the land of Israel and minister to the brokenhearted. But our source is Yehovah, and it's a joy in giving. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to make any false demands on any reason why you should give. You give because you choose to give. You want to give out of the overflow of your heart. You don't give resentfully. So I just want cheerful givers to give to our ministry, hallelujah. Well, it's been a blessing, and I know that uh, it's also been a sacrifice for some of you to stay for an extra half hour today. And I appreciate every single one of you. If you just tuned in late and you missed the beginning of this message, you have to go back and watch it. Uh, before I even get my dinner at 11:35 uh, at night, before I get dinner tonight, um, I will be putting the podcast in place. And uh, you can download the podcast, you can listen to it tomorrow, listen to it later on today no matter what time zone you're in and enjoy the word on podcast. You get it on Spotify, you get it on iTunes, just put in Bulldozer Faith or Kenny Russell Daily Devotion and it will come up on multi-channels on podcasts, on Google Podcasts, it's all over the place, it's out there all over. Uh, just use your favorite podcast and see if you can find it. If you don't find it on your favorite podcast, contact me and we'll make sure it gets submitted so that it's on the platform that you like to use the most. Remember to share this message as well. Share it on your Facebook. Share it on YouTube. And uh, anyway, I'll leave it there because we've gone on and on and on. I love and appreciate every single one of you. Thanks for joining with me. Until tomorrow, Yehovah bless.